At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. By bees. Hour number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here with you and Michael Lombardi, of course. And, Michael, again, I learned a lot of things about you uh, while you were on vacation. And I didn't know, out of all the baseball handicappers <laughs> we have at the network, that you are Mr. Baseball. And that you've been giving out winners well, at a pretty ridiculous clip here, Michael. Well, I've been, I was on a hot streak for a while. I kind of cooled off towards right before vacation, but I went home and I studied some more. But before we get into the baseball picks, and I know we got Brian McFadden, yeah, I just oh, yeah. got to weigh in on Brooks Kapka. He So he just did an interview. I went over to my man Bill Berman's office, and he's watching the Open, and Kepka's in there, and they asked Kepka the question about the wind, and he says, you know, look, I, I you know, the wind kind of died down today, but, you know, I drove the ball really well. I love my driver. <laughs> now, you know, it's that great dig. It's the great dig. I mean, you got to love him. No, I mean, he's he didn't. my new favorite athlete. I mean, he did. He just said it straight face, didn't even flinch, you know. But, I mean, just take some of that, Bryce, and see, take see, some of that. Go Michael, ahead. He, he's, he, he's my, I'm right there with you. He's my new favorite golfer because he the bit continues and he just digs back at, at Bryson and he knows it bothers the kid. I mean, Bryson DeChambeau, for the people that don't know, somebody called him, you know, so let's go, let's go, uh, let's go Kepka or something. And he had the guy removed at a previous tournament 
a fan removed because he couldn't handle the dig. I mean, I love the fact that Brooksy keeps this up. I didn't hear that, Michael, but I'm so glad he still has a sense of humor out there. I love the guy. He's my new favorite athlete. I mean, I'm gonna next time I go to a golf tournament, I'm following him around. I'm just gonna love it. I mean, I think he's winning fans over because all the people that are mad at uh, Deschambeau are coming over to his side. So anyway, you know, that's where I was. I wanted to just interject. Oh, I love Let's it. go back to so baseball. Yeah. You know, I was got cold a little bit, so you know, uh, I, I went back. I studied a little bit. So I like today. Here's what I like. Okay. I like. I like the Blue Jays on the run line. Not only is Toronto's offense one of the best in the American League, but Robbie Ray is also a reliable starter over the last two months, right? So since the beginning of June, Ray is 5-2 with a 2.43 ER run average after eight starts. And he's reached double-digit strikeouts in half of those outings, and only nine teams have struck out more than the Rangers against left-handed pitchers. I like the Blue Jays on the run line today. Okay, and just, I mean, no pressure, but I'm going to play this, Michael, because, you know, it's one of our first shows (laughs) together. So I'm following you here, minus uh, the run and a half here at minus 125. I like that. But you do have a second play, correct? I do. I do. Chase Field's favorite hitters always. Arizona lineup is anything but intimidating, but they have enough to contribute to an over-under. I like the over in the Cubs-Diamondbacks game. Because I think with, you know, it's 60% of the Diamondback games are going over that number this year. And Chicago has been a good over team on the road this season. So, uh, you know, I think that this is a matchup that I feel really good about on the over. Uh, with Bumgarner on the hill, Chicago is 13-12 and 1 to the over-under against all lefties this season. So, I'm going to go in that direction. I'll take the over, a playable up to 10. What is it right now? At nine. So, I, I love that play right now. Over is nine. So, yeah, I, I think that's the you're getting good value right now. Let's see if it upticks here before they actually have first pitch. Of course, this is really marking the beginning of the second half of the season after yesterday's one game was canceled uh, due to COVID concerns. So, again, we've got you Toronto on the run line, minus that run and a half uh, over Texas. And we've got the over in the Cubs-Arizona game right now. That number is at nine. So, Mr. Baseball has spoken. I like those plays. I'm going to back go. those plays. And I think they're a very, very wise investment. Very quickly before before we bring in the two-time Super Bowl champion, uh, Brian McFadden, we are keeping an eye on the British Open, and the, the lead still is at nine, Michael. And right now, you mentioned Brooks Kepka. I really think he's 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 back alive in this. If you've got your Brooks Kepka ticket, don't rip it up yet, uh, because right now he's oh, no. at 500 par. He's only four off the lead. But meanwhile, Bryson DeChambeau is at two over par. And, Michael, if you had good money and it was out there to be had that he would miss the cut, it is looking like... Bryson, go blame Cobra, go blame your driver, go blame your caddy, whatever you want to do. It looks like you've got a quick trip out of England and back to the good old U.S. of A. Because it doesn't look like unless he rallies here late, he's going to be around for the weekend. And I, the digs keep coming and coming from Brooks Kepka. What, what is the cut? What do you think the cut line is going to be? I think it's going to be right around plus one is what I saw last. And again, it's not necessarily the 10 shot rule here, but it looks like it's going to be a plus one. Let's see if it moves to plus two if the conditions get a little bit tougher. But right now, these guys are eating up this golf course. It is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM Dave Ross with Michael Lombardi. And, Michael, you know, we've been fortunate. I know you have and I have in in broadcasting. Uh, You you come across really good people in in our industries, right? And one of my favorite of all time 
is the man I call two-time. The two-time Super Bowl champion, Brian McFadden, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can see him on CBS HQ. And if you're not watching and listening to the All Things Covered podcast with BMAC and Patrick Peterson, what are you doing with your life, people? Because it is fantastic. Uh, BMAC, before I start off with you, I have to ask Michael. Michael, what was the scouting report on a kid out of Florida State, uh, you, you know, coming from Bobby Bowden and Mickey Andrews and that defense there. What was your scouting report on a young Brian McFadden? Well, you know, Brian, it's great to meet you for the first time. Uh, you know, going back to when he came out, he was a big corner, was physical at the line of scrimmage, could win early. So I always evaluate corners. I call them two kind of corners. There's breakfast corners, which means you win early. And then there's then there's dinner corners, which you mean, win late, which means you wait for the route to come off and then you could read it. Revis was one of the best dinner corners you could ever find because he would squat on routes. He read the drops. Bryant was a really good breakfast corner. He was jammed. He could jam at the line of scrimmage, play physical. And if you played the certain style, which Pittsburgh did, the cover two, the two, the two row, the two trap, the two mans and all those things, he was an effective. So you could see it was about, you know, most players, and this is not a knock at all, but it's all scheme driven to the talent of the player. And McFadden's, Bryant McFadden's talent fit that perfectly. B-Mac, that's a heck, hey, heck of an intro. I mean, how'd I do, Brian? How'd I do on yeah, that one? How's hey, the scouting report? I, I must say, you did a real good job, and I <laughs> might have to steal that breakfast or dinner corner from you at some point in time throughout the season. So if you happen to hear me say something like that, Mike, I'm yes, letting sir. you know right now, that was too good to pass up and not utilize for myself, especially being a former you corner. Have so have you could have it. You could have that. You could have it. But you know, you play with guys that were, you know, like – Josh Norman, when he was in his heyday, he he was definitely a breakfast corner. He couldn't play off and read it. You know, some guys when they and this is what happens. Namdi Asamoah, when Namdi signed that huge contract with the Eagles, he got so much crap, right? Because oh, they overpaid him. Well, they made him they made him play off coverage. Namdi wasn't a Namdi wasn't a, a dinner corner. Namdi had a win early in the route. Mm. He had a win at that point. He was a breakfast corner, and now you're making him a dinner. You know, that's like if you're a short order cook and now you're trying to run a gourmet restaurant, you're going to be. Out of business. That was Namdi. And I love the fact, BMAC, they threw you right into the mix. I mean, they did not wait year number one. We saw that Peyton Manning was trying to attack you. If it wasn't for BMAC uh, being that breakfast corner and winning early, the Steelers never would have won late. They wouldn't have won that first Super Bowl with the bus uh, in Detroit, BMAC. So I have to ask you about your Steelers here because it feels like people are all over the map on your former team this year, right? I mean, people forget they won the division a year ago. And now, right now, BMAC, they're picked third in their own division. Everybody's got the Ravens and the Browns ahead of them, and they're plus 400 to win this division. Now, I know there are issues, obviously, offensively, but BMAC, this is a top-five defense, right, that they carry over. Shouldn't the defense at least keep them in most games? Uh, you would think so. Of course, not having Bud Dupree is a big loss. I mean, Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt was probably the best duo of pass rushers uh, in the National Football League, especially last year before he sustained that season-ending injury. So trying to find uh, his replacement is a very, very important thing for the Steelers to do. Getting Devin Bush Jr. back. If he can get back to being that Devin Bush that we saw before his season-ending injury, mm-hmm. we know he's a playmaker for that defense, a three-down type linebacker. He flows sideline to sideline, and he's always around the 
the football. That's a good trait to have for a defender, always around the football. So I'm not quite ready to say this defense will be as good as the unit was last year when they were fully healthy, but they still can be more than a serviceable unit to be able to put the team on their back when need be. Uh, the most important thing for the Steelers, being able to establish balance on the offensive side. Uh, they have a remake at the offensive line positions. I mean, they got the who's of who starting right now, and if they can establish continuity to be able to provide a balanced type of tack that would take pressure off of Big Ben, uh, something that we saw towards the end of the season because they could not run the football. So I'm still high on this team. Remember, around this time last year, no one picked this team to win the division. I did. I felt like because of their coaching staff, because of the experience at the quarterback position and the defense, they could find a way to win the division. The difference between this team uh, last year compared to where they are currently is the division in which they're playing in. The AFC North might be the stickiest division in the National Football League. So it's going to be a tough weekend every week in that division. So if you get it, you got to earn it. Brian, talk to me a little bit about Ben. Okay, we, we know that, you know, everybody, when you, the games come on, they can't wait to ship up those next-gen stats that the ball comes out of his hand in 1.6 milliseconds. It's faster <laughs> than a speeding bullet. But the receivers aren't even ready for the ball, right? I mean, they're not even – he's got to get that ball out of his hand. Do you think they'll put him under center a little bit more so they can get that balance? Because, as you know, it's hard to establish a legitimate run game if you're always in shotgun. You don't have a no lead question. blocker, you know. You know, and so if and by putting him under center, it'll open up some of those play action passes that he was unable to throw. And when you look at him over the last half of the season, he couldn't make any other than the Indianapolis games. He was trending downward in yards per attempt. Where are you on him and how well will he play this year? I think Big Ben is set up to have a real nice year. Granted, he had a good year last year, right, guys? He threw for over 30 touchdowns, around 10 interceptions. That's real good football from the quarterback position. But the issues were well documented because they went in a losing – they had a losing stretch that was clearly uh, noticeable. I think going back to your initial point, the, the, the scheme, yes, if you want to have some type of ground and pound attack that defenders respect – you can't just do it from the shotgun. Number one, your running back is never able to get downhill momentum attacking the line of scrimmage. I, for one, would love to play against a team that's always trying to run the football out of the shotgun because now we get a step on that running back before he gets going. Number two, like you mentioned, the play action. We're not really respecting a play action out of the shotgun because it's not, it's, it's not believable. But when you look at some of the best teams to run play action formations under the center, they have so much success. Kyle Shanahan out in San Francisco, Sean McVay out in La La Land, Bruce Arians out in Tampa. When they, when that quarterback is under center and he turns his back to the defenders and he showcases their football, you have to respect that. All they want is the linebackers to commit at least a step going forward because then when they do that, you're able to hit open spaces right behind them. And those, team that, those teams that I mentioned, if you look at their percentage and being successful and running play actions under center, they're highly successful because it's more believable from the eyes of the defender when they see it. You're talking with two-time Super Bowl champion Brian McFadden. Catch him on CBS HQ and, of course, all things covered. The great podcast you have going with Patrick Peterson. Hey, BMAC, I do have to ask you, because I'm looking at the odds here uh, for Big Ben, the over-under right now for his passing yards is 3,900 and a half. But Najee Harris at 990 and a half rushing yards, this gets to style of play, right? That if they don't mm -hmm. want Ben to throw for over 4,000 yards this year, that they do rely on the rookie coming in here as a first-round pick at Alabama. 
What do you make of those numbers? Because I know Roethlisberger says he's on a better diet now than TB12. I don't know if that's true or not. But what do you make of the style of play? Are they going to still throw it all over the lot? Because they do have some still really talented wide receivers. Yeah, they still have some talented wide receivers, but the entire unit is still fairly young, to say the least. The only veteran is Juju Smith-Schuster, and I don't even think Juju Smith is 24 years old yet, right? So they still have a young cast of wide receivers. But when you look at that prop, I think the 3,900 is doable, but I'm starting to really side with Najee Mm -hmm. and 990 yards. And the reason why I'm siding with Najee being able to uh, uh, trump that number, that prop bet, is because of the opportunities. It's safe to say he will be a day one starter, right? It's safe to say he will get at least 18 to 20 carries per ball game. And if he's able to do that, not to mention there is an extra game involved in the NFL season going forward. That's incredible, and that's crucial when it comes to the betting standpoint because when you talk about getting going over some prop bets or going under, you must remember there is an extra game. So for me personally, I like the 3,900, but if I had to put something on the line right now, I would side with Najee being able to trump that 990 yards on the season because he is the day one starter. There's no competition. Only thing you might be concerned with with him is health. If he's missing time, but if he's if we're under under the assumption that he will be healthy, I think he easily get at least 1,100 yards on the ground this year for the Steelers. You know, if he doesn't, Brian, if he doesn't get over 990 yards, then that means the Steelers are 4 and 13. Because you I know, agree. that means they're just throwing it every single play. Because if they're going to be competitive with their defense, and Tomlin's too damn good of a coach to not marry the three schemes together, that he knows he needs to control the pace of the game. One of the, one of the things that I thought was remarkable two years ago was when Ben was hurt and they never played with the lead, yet they were able to turn the ball over. That's a hard thing to do in the NFL is to create turnovers when you're playing from behind. Because the offense will take less chances. They know they're not going to lose the game with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. So if they can run the ball, if if they're going to establish this running game, and I know a lot of people gave him crap for picking Harris. Look, I think Kevin Colbert did the smart thing. He took the best player. May not have made all the analytical people happy to take a running back in the first round. But one thing Kevin did when he went to bed that night, he knew he got a good player. Mm. He got a really good player. And this good player is going to help them change the pace of the game, which will hopefully help their defense, which they didn't get last year. You can't play the, the Cleveland Browns and play 34 minutes of defense. My, my favorite saying of all time is simply this. If you want to play good defense in the NFL, play less defense. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you there, and I look at that, guys, and you look at the odds here. Obviously, they're long odds to, to win the Super Bowl at 40-1 to 1 here, BMAC, but again, 22-1 to 1 to win the AFC. Are they closer to a potential AFC title team, or are they closer to a team missing the playoffs? Because, again, pe- people feel like they're on two opposite ends of the spectrum when they analyze the Steelers, and I know you're very close to this team. And I got to feel, even though they're the division champs and the reigning champs, the way they got punched in the mouth by the Browns and the way they turned it over in that wild card game, it feels like they lost, right? So what's mm-hmm. the attitude of this team? Do you think they're closer to a deep playoff run or a team you should fade that you don't think can really be uh, have a sustainable uh, potentially playoff season? Wow, that's a good question. Good, good question. Good question. I think they're closer to a deep playoff run because of the, the coaching. Head coach, uh, uh, Mike just hit on how good of a coach Mike Tomlin is. Um, and even in their division, you still will rank him number one in their division if you were to rank all the head coaches. Number two, uh, the thing about Pittsburgh, I think 
that the, they're in a good situation is because they're under the radar. No one is talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. How is Everyone's that Everyone's talking about Cleveland. How is that because possible? Because all the – They're the defending champs of the division, and nobody's talking about them. All the moves that other teams have made, right, all the highlighted players that other teams have. You talk about Baker Mayfield. You talk about some of the additions uh, the Browns have made. They've been a national uh, talking point. Mm-hmm. The same can be said for Lamar Jackson. Every year, Lamar Jackson is a national talking point. And then the up-and-coming, the new hot thing in the division, Joe Burrow and some of their additions. So for Pittsburgh, they're just riding under, under the radar. But when you look at their staff, the head coach, their defense, Right. And yes, the experience that they have at the quarterback position. And if Najee Harris can showcase some of what he did at Alabama, this team can get into the playoffs and not only get into the playoffs, but make a run. Because if you can run the football, going back to the Steelers heyday, when they were always in the thick of things in the AFC, in the NFL, they had a bruising type of running style. That was Steeler football, especially in November and December when you got a bruising back that loves to lean on you. They got away from that, right? They got away from that, especially when they lost Le'Veon Bell. They kind of lost their identity. Mm -hmm. What they're trying to do now is reshape that identity because if you're trying to have a successful deep playoff run, November, December is when the big boys come out to play, and now they got a big boy in that backfield. And I can tell you this much, when it's 20 degrees and 15 degrees outside, I don't want to hit someone who's 230 running a 4-4, not for four quarters. I don't want to do that. No, no doubt. And I think what people misconstrue about the way you said that is, is we all know running the ball kicks field goals. We get that. Establishing the run makes you kick field goals. You got to throw the ball to win in the NFL. But what running the ball does is control the pace of the game. And by controlling the pace of the game, you can stop the other team from being on the field. You can stop the other team from having too many times at bats. If you're going to play the Kansas City Chiefs and you give them 12 offensive possessions, you're going to lose by 21 points. You're going to, if they give them 12 at bats, they're going, to, they're going to outscore you by 21. So you've got to control the pace. And the only way you can control the pace is reduce the game, play slower. That doesn't mean you're going to go first down run, second down run, third down try to complete a pass. That's not what we're all saying here. What we're saying is there's got to be a controlling the pace of the game. And I think that's what's been missing in Pittsburgh. They haven't had that. You know, you're right. Since they lost Le'Veon, they haven't been able to. Connor couldn't make explosive plays. McFarlane, Snell, those guys couldn't and come in and do what they needed to do. This kid's unique. Yeah, I, I totally agree Herm, with you guys. Herm Air was once told me, you throw to score, you run to win. It's exactly right. It's that simple. That's right. You guys know that formula late in the year. BMAC, we only have about 90 seconds left. I have to ask you, who's the best defensive football player you've ever seen? With your eyes in your lifetime, and it could be impactful or... Lawrence Taylor. Okay, I just wanted that to be on record. Lawrence Taylor. Because a lot of people are saying Aaron Donald, and I know he's the favorite to win. No, 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 no. He's he's going in that direction, but he's not there just yet. But Lawrence Taylor changed the makeup of the game, right? I mean, he literally changed how you block defenders, especially a guy like him. So it's Lawrence Taylor, LT for me. I'm 100% with you, Mike. There There wouldn't be a Mike point without Lawrence Taylor. There wouldn't be I a agree. Mike point without Lawrence Taylor. And, and guys that changed the game like he did, you know, are, are just rare to find. And, and Lawrence was um, able to beat offensive linemen, running backs. I mean, there was a time when Lawrence played, running backs blocked the outside linebackers. He changed that. 100%. I just want for all the new kids on the block that want to pick Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's great. He's just not there yet. B-Mac, you know what I always say to you? You would have looked great with a star in your helmet. I wouldn't have any rings, though. (laughs) 
You wouldn't have yeah, any rings. There you go. Tell them, B-Mac. Tell them. That's right. That's <laughs> Brian right. McFadden, you got to check them out. Hey, B-Mac, they're nine games. This century, they're nine games over 500. You're Michael, down. Wow. Don't bring, nine games over 500. don't bring that up. Wow. That's, that, that's hardcore facts, Dave Ross. Take a shot on that one. Uh, Brian McFadden is the best. Check him out, CBS <laughs> HQ. And, of course, listen to his podcast, All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson. B-Mac, you're the best, my man. We will catch up with Thank you, you again soon. When we come back here on the Lombardi Line, we're going to talk a little bit more about some um, – I'm going to try to make some sense of some wagers to Michael and see if he can pick up what I'm putting down. It is the Lombardi Line right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I 
Ross and Michael. I'm going to try to give you some plays that I see out there that make sense to me, but I don't know if they're going to make sense to you. The first one is okay. the Dallas Cowboys at plus 115 to win the NFC East. Now, we just had Brian McFadden on the show, and you guys slammed me right at the end of it, right? But this feels like in a division that never repeats. Okay, Michael, they have not had a repeat champion in the NFC East since 2004. Okay, the entire offensive line, and you are a very astute football man for very good reason. You know how important it is. They're getting their whole offensive line back. Now, all the backups that had to play last year will be backups this year, but with experience. So, God forbid any more of those guys go down. They've got guys there to kind of fill those holes. I don't know that there's a better skill set uh, triumphant of wide receivers in the NFL than what the Dallas Cowboys have. And with Dak Prescott coming back, healthy we're knocking on wood here and you got to trust dan quinn to shore up this defense michael at plus 115 in history it's repeated since 2004 it's got to be somebody else other than washington does it make sense mark twain once said dave that history doesn't repeat but it often rhymes and the rhyming is where I think you're wrong. Okay. I think it's going to rhyme that someone's not going to that, – that, that the Washington football team may not win it. But I have a hard time buying into the Dan Quinn system. I have a hard time buying into the Gus Bradley system. I have a hard time buying into the Todd Washington system. Uh, you know, to me, Pete Carroll is a great, great football coach. And he started this system and he taught it to Quinn. He taught it to Bradley. He taught it to all these other guys, and they've gone out and run it, you know, and they taught it to uh, Robert Salai. They've gone and run it, and it's not effective any longer. So I think the Cowboys are four years behind with their defense. Last year, if you paid attention to the Atlanta Falcons, once Dan left and Raheem Morris ran the defense, they got much better. With less talent, they got much better. Now, in fairness to Dan Quinn, if he's smart enough to recognize that, will he change his approach? Because the Cowboys aren't good enough on defense in their front. Yes, they have Demarcus Lawrence, and yes, maybe Randy Gregory will be able to play now that they relax the marijuana rules and all those things. <laughs> but the reality of it is, is are they going to be good enough? Can they play? It'll be a zone concept which favors their lack of corners. But I have a problem with that. Then secondly, you know, for me, I think – and, and, and this is going to sound completely bizarre, but I think the most important player on their team, really when you break it down, the most important guy on the team isn't, Tava, isn't Tyron Smith. It really, it really becomes Ty Nischke, the kid they signed for Buffalo, because he's the backup swing tackle, and he's going to play. And if Ty Nischke doesn't play well, then it's all going to fall apart for him. So I'm a little bit worried. Now, let's factor in, Dave, the hard knocks. So let's go through history of hard knocks, okay? So the Cowboys were on hard knocks after a 5-11 and 11 season, and we got to watch Dave Campo lead him to another 5-11 and 11 season. And, that's, and that sent Jerry Jones on his private plane to Teaneck, New Jersey, to pick up Bill Parcells. So we saw that. Then we saw them go 13-3 and three with Wade. And then they went on hard knocks again, and they went 9-7. and seven. And so now we know there's been one team, one team, last year's Rams in the last five years that have made the playoffs that have won the division after hard knocks. I don't like those odds. I don't like it. I think to me, the hardest job an NFL head coach has is to keep distractions out of the way of the players. Jerry loves distractions. <laughs> he does. Jerry is the coach. 
that's why they're nine games over 500 and since 2000. Because Jerry's inability to allow culture to enter the building is why they can't win. And on paper, they always look great. They, they had me sucked in last year on paper. <laughs> they had me sucked in completely on. I'm not going there, Dave. I'm not going down that road. I got to tell you, though, you, you make a lot of sense there. Certainly with if it's a curse, I don't know what it is. But if you're on hard knocks and you're the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, you're not the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys next year. This could be the end of the Mike McCarthy era in Dallas if it doesn't go well, right? Because you're right. It's going to be you, high profile. You know why? Do you know why? Why? Because America gets a peek into seeing who really runs the team. And it's, it's clearly see, this not is the Mike hardest McCarthy. job Mike McCarthy's going to have. Right. Mike McCarthy's going to have to convince his players and America that he runs the team. I mean, Herm Edwards, do you remember when he was on Hard Knocks? Yeah. And he sat in his office and he decided whether he was going to start Brody Coyle or Damon Hurd. And everybody in America laughed at him. That's not a decision. You don't have a quarterback. Right. Who put a, whoever you pick's the wrong one, right? Yeah. So put anybody in there. What do we care? And he got fired the next year because he looked ridiculous. Guess what? It doesn't make sense, America. That's what Michael Lombardi is telling us. Uh, guess who just walked, walked I just in the try, You know, I try to help. Josh Applebaum is going to try oh, to help me out here and steamer. help us out and get us some winners steamer. here. Uh, to say the steamer is in the house. There's more of the Lombardi line here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. football season is right around the corner and that means the VEASAN college football betting guide is coming soon. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, and early season trends to watch out for so you have a betting edge this football season. The guide is only $19.99 and discounts are available when you buy early so now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN all access and give everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back here in the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi. I am Dave Ross. And, Michael, I mentioned that Josh Applebaum is here in the flesh. Night number one, you survived Las Vegas. How was night number I one? I see him. Uh, it was great, Michael. A lot of steam at Park MGM uh, in the pool yesterday, thank God. I need to AC your pool the whole time here. Without it, I'm in trouble. But, uh, Michael, you know, we, we had our, our Red Sox-Yankees game postponed yesterday, unfortunately. Uh, you had a sharp play on the under. I was looking at Red Sox. So, I, what I did is hung out at Circa and looked at NFL win totals oh. here. So, uh, I said, hey, I got some downtime. Let's see if we can maybe place a good futures bet. So, Michael, I got a bunch of uh, teams. We'll just throw it at you. Maybe get your take on some of these. Uh, Let's first do one, it. Cincinnati Bengals, Michael. Uh, they're 4 and one last year. Uh, Joe Burrow covered quite a few numbers before he got hurt in terms of, you know, an ATS play. Uh, but their win total this year is six and a half, Michael. The under is juiced to minus 125. So, you know, betting these win totals, I look for some liability. Maybe the house is kind of telling you something there, making you pay a higher price. But they have the sixth hardest schedule this year, Michael. Mm -hmm. Their opponents this year, last year they went 144 and 128, almost a 530 win percentage. So even if they win a couple more games this year, you could still cash that under. So, Michael, still a tough division here. Ravens Brown Steelers, you got to play them each twice. What do you think about that six and a half? Do you expect a leap from Burrow and Jamar Chase this year, or do you like that under six and a half? Well, if they go over six and a half, Josh, that will that will exceed the win total of Zach Taylor's NFL head coaching career. <laughs> think about that. Right. If they get six wins, he's only won six games. If they go over, that means he gets seven. That means after he's fine, he's done something that he's never done. That it took two years to get to. 
Like, how would I ever make that bet? Like, I'm not betting Zach Taylor. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm just not going to do it. I've watched this offense taking a look. I think Chase is a great player. They can't block anybody. I mean, Burrow is going to be looking at the stars in the sky. I mean, how is he going to protect? You know, Joe Mixon's a great player. I love Joe Mixon. Look, they have been able to the second half. Look at the second half of games when Cincinnati plays. You know, will they have a good September? Probably they will have a good September. They might win two games in September. And everybody's going to say, see, I told you. But then when, when it gets going and all their tapes been out there, I don't have any faith in Zach Taylor whatsoever. I just don't see them being a good enough team to, to do it. I love Burrow. I think it's going to take him a little while to get back into the course of the game. Because, look, let's face it. When you're dealing with a, a, an ACL injury and you're a quarterback and you have to plant and throw the football, you know, you're worried about who's around your feet. You can't simulate that in practice. You can't. So it's going to take a little bit of time for that to come together. And I'm just not sold that Mr. Taylor – is, is an NFL-quality head coach. I think he's a guy that got promoted. I don't know why, because he was around <laughs> Sean, McVay. Sean McVay, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I guess that gets you a head coaching job. You know, he's got the same play sheet as Sean McVay. Does that matter? You know, but, I mean, look at it. You know, they gave up 129 points in the fourth quarter last year. I mean, they, they can't stop any. They gave up 424 points total. Now, you're telling me they're going to get better? Their leading sacker was Carl Lawson at five and a half. He's on the Jets this year. They signed Hendrickson from, from New Orleans. You know, he benefited from playing from in front down in New Orleans. I, I don't you, see it, Josh. And you know, to that end, I couldn't believe they didn't draft uh, Penny Sewell, Sewell out of Oregon for the offensive line help to really help out Joe Burrow there. So I know they went with a talented wide receiver and get that match made back from LSU. But I'm with Michael on this. It just looks like they don't have enough bodies up front to keep Joe Burrow upright. I totally agree with you on that one. And, you know, Dave and Michael, here's another one, another six and a half. And I'm with you on that under six and a half Bengals, the Jaguars, Michael. I'm not going to get you started on Tim Tebow. Don't worry. I won't bring up Tebow's name. <laughs> but the total for uh, win total for the Jags, six and a half games. It's also juiced to the under minus 120. It's a team that went one and 15 last year. Uh, and I think a lot of, you know, what wise guys look for when they're playing these win totals, uh, Dave and Michael, you know, it is really banking on stability and continuity and kind of fading instability and, and first year head coaches and first year rookie quarterbacks. So that's what you have. Obviously, Jacksonville, you have a little optimism now drafting Lawrence and maybe Meyer can start to build something here. But just in terms of this season, you know, can they improve by, by six games, Michael? That seems like a tough uh, position there. You know, the Texans will most likely be one of the worst teams this year, but you got to play the Titans twice. You got to play the Colts twice. So, Michael, what do you think? What do you expect out of the Jags this year? And do you like that under six and a half win total? Well, I think when you break the Jags down, I mean, I don't think they're – I mean, look, Daryl Bevel's a good coach, right? So he's going to run this offense. And he's going to – you know, he's got – Two really good running backs in ATN and this kid, James Robinson, who they draft, who they signed as a college free agent last year. So I think they got a pretty good opportunity to, to, to have a running game. Their offensive line should be improved. You know, they've got two second-round picks at tackles, two third-round picks inside, and they've got a high-priced free agent from Carolina. I mean, Brendan Linder in there. So they've got a bunch of guys in the line that they feel comfortable about. I think they'll be better there. Defensively, I think that remains to be seen. Is Joe Cullen, first time he's ever been a defense coordinator in his NFL career, perhaps in his coaching career. Never saw Joe as that. He's a defensive line coach, but now he's going to coordinate. We'll see where this goes to. You know, Charlie Strong's down there. There's going to be a lot of opinions once these games start to happen. But I think their team is better, Josh. I really do. I think they're improved. I love Lawrence. I lean a little bit towards, I think the six and a half is perfect. I think they're really about a six win team, six and 11. Do I think they're a seven and 10 team? 
Probably not. But, you know, look at the schedule. They get the Jets. You know, they get the Titans twice. They get the Texans twice. I think that's really what it is. Do I, you know, they open the game up. Could they start off 1-0 and and now you only need six more games? I think seven's hard to get to. It is amazing. Feels like, again, it's a big ask from one win a year previous to go to seven. But you're right, all those changes there. And certainly the division is not very good. So that's, that number feels just about right. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And again, the Texans are another team that's taking in a lot of action here. Their win total, I believe, is four. I think the lowest in the <laughs> oh, NFL. So, uh, Michael, any any news on Deshaun Watson or, or will they go Tyrod Taylor? Uh, is this going to be a really long year for the Texans? Well, I mean, if Taylor, if, if Watson doesn't show up, he's doing him a favor. He just puts off. He, he allows Nick Nick Cesario to basically do nothing. He doesn't force his hand. It's a strategy that doesn't make any sense. He's voided all of his guarantees in his contract. So they can get out from this contract without having to pay any more money. And they hold his rights. I mean, this is why the NBA and the NFL are completely too different, even though the worldwide leader doesn't want to acknowledge it. They're completely different. They're completely different. Like the rules favor the players and the owners in the NFL. There's no, they don't want holdouts. They don't want this. They've negotiated a collective bargaining agreement to stop it. We'll see. I mean, I think the Texans won't be – they'll be bad, and it'll be hard for them to win five games. That I agree with. It's just amazing to see a line set at four for the over-under. But, yeah, it, with the uncertainty uncertainty at quarterback with Deshaun Watson, who knows? Find the five wins in there. Yeah, I can't. Remember you used to go to the, dentist, the doctor's office and you play that game, find these things on the thing? <laughs> find five wins on that schedule. Go I, ahead. I, I, Let me know when we get back. I don't see five at all, Michael. Much more with Josh and Michael. It's the Lombardi Line here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Turn a $1 wager on the Cardinals or Giants into $100 with BetMGM. If either team hits a home run, just use the bonus code VEASAN100 when you sign up for the king of sportsbooks and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use the promo code VEASAN100. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager in Colorado, Indiana. Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Washington, D.C. only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, in Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789 in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Back here on the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi and Josh Applebaum. And Michael, we had a nice conversation about the NFL. I look down and I see Louis Oosthuizen has gone nuts at the British Open. We were talking during the break. This is too easy. What's going, Michael, we could go out there and break par right now. He's at 12 under par and has a three-shot lead right now. Uh, and Jordan Spieth's dropped down a little bit to eight under par, so he's four back. Kyle Morikawa right now, the clubhouse leader. But Michael, little Louis, he's a major champion. We always say he's going to finish second. He's running away with this thing. Yeah, well, for right now, you know, look, I, I hope he's got enough brown shirts left on him. I mean, how many do you think he goes with to a tournament? How many brown shirts do you think he has? Well, when you're I mean, sponsored by UPS, how many do you think right? He's got. He's got to wear the brown uh, yeah. shirt. I mean, he's got, he's got, like, he's got to have, like, I mean, he's the Cleveland Brown of golfing. I mean, he's got brown <laughs> shirts. I mean, it's unbelievable. But he just went, he just went 12 birdie, 13 birdie, then he eagles 14. Wow. You know, I mean, and he's, it, it's just, it's just been remarkable how he's playing. He's had no, no mistakes on the card so far. Look, you know, I hope he's packed enough shirts. I really do. Well, I really I, do. I, I do. You know how hard this. it is to match brown shirts? <laughs> do you know how hard it is to match brown shirts with pants? Trust me, I worked for the Browns. It's hard to match brown shirts with pants. <laughs> it's a tough look. You know, it's funny because I heard, you know, a lot of experts like, will he ever break through? Ever break through? He's a major champion. He destroyed the field in 2010, uh, you know, at uh, for the British Open to win his first title. So I, I'm kind of glad to see this from Louie because a lot of people are like, the lovable loser. I'm like, he's not a loser. He's a major champion already at St. Andrews. So maybe this is a little bit of a get back from the U S open again, gentlemen, 
if you just – he's got seven second-place finishes at majors already, okay? If he wins half of those, we're talking about him like Rory McIlroy, right? Like a four- or five-time major yeah. champion. Phil Mickelson is six. But, so a little bit better fortunes for him on a Sunday. This guy could be one of the all-time greats, arguably. Yeah, I think to me, I think we make so much of this. I think, look, it's a little bit lucky. You've got to have the balls bounce the right way. But I think to get there, I, I think that it's like the Raiders. I mean, they were in six conference championship games in a row before they broke through. Right. Sometimes you got to learn how to play, how to finish. And, and that's, a, that's obviously Ricky Fowler would like to take that course. How do I finish? <laughs> I mean, he's barely going to make the cut. Like, that's a hard thing to do. And I think we make too much about guys who finish second. Do they not? not, not. No, I think you eventually you'll learn how to break through. It's, it's, you've been there. It's, it's a trained muscle that I think you're able to learn how to, how to make it. And I think Louie might be able to do it. We'll see. And I, I, like, I, I don't want things. Sunday, he's going to have a problem matching a brown shirt to whatever color pants he wears. I'll tell you what. It's going to be hard-pressed to get plus money anymore on Louie Ustays in here after the sec- second round is completed. But depending on what that number is, Josh, I might lay it on Louie because I just feel like this is his revenge tour after the U.S. Open that John Rahm won from him. Uh, I do want to get some of your thoughts, though, Josh, on Major League Baseball because we are beginning the second half in earnest today. Do you have any uh, things there in the market that you like? Yeah, a couple market updates here. And, Michael, you know, one thing to look toward, and this is something that Wise Guys have leaned on for quite a bit, the first day after the All-Star break. We've seen the last decade, uh, and really almost the last 20 years, it's gone back uh, quite a ways now, big sample size. The first game back after the All-Star break, favorites do very well. Uh, so they're about they're around 60 65% last decade. Again, remember favorites, 65%. That's pretty good, but you got to win like at least 58% of favorites to overcome that juice and make it profitable. But the whole thing, Michael, is, you know, if you're a favorite, you're expected to win, obviously. But the whole point here is with that break and that layoff, your bullpen is fully rested. You know, you're, you're probably throwing your ace out that first game back. Uh, your position players have been rested. So that's just one edge. Doesn't mean you bet every favorite today in baseball, but just know that the first day back, typically these favorites have done well, winning about two, uh, two-thirds of their games. So, Michael, one that caught my eye was the Chicago Cubs here. You know, they just traded Jock Peterson. Uh, kind of surprising move, you know, I, I, you know but I guess they're going to be Wasn't the name I so, thought would be the first one yeah, to go, right? I thought it was going to be like Brian or yeah. Rizzo or one of these guys. Maybe that's to come here. But, Michael, they're on the road at Arizona. Arizona's been uh, the worst team in baseball here somewhat of an auto fade and really the cubbies you know they open with Hendricks uh, on the bump here he's had a really good year 11 and 4 he's got an ERA uh, sub 4 going up against Bumgarner and the Cubs open around minus 135 they've been steamed up all the way to minus 150 so this would match a couple systems I like obviously this favorite after the all-star break but steam 10 cents or more on a non-division road team done very well 64% this year uh, and really just the cubbies you know uh, 28 and 15 as a favorite they've won when they're expected to win uh, Arizona has lost when they're expected to lose only 19 to 58 as a dog so, Michael, what do you think? Would you back the Cubs here today? You think that's a valuable spot? I do like the Cubs. I like the over, Josh. Uh, at nine, I like the over. I think, you know, when you when you look at it, uh, Chase Field's favorite hitters, I think Arizona lineup is anything but intimidating. But I do think they'll contribute some to the over-under. And their record at home is 28-16-1 on the over-under. So they have scored more. 60% of the Dimeback games are going over that number. So I like them on the over. We do have a cancellation, Josh. Got some bad weather. Twins and Tigers, uh, that game has been postponed already. 
a doubleheader has been postponed, so both of those are off the board. Uh, I, I like those plays, gentlemen, with that Cubs game tonight. Josh, I, I'm wondering, do you have any other plays, and do they involve my Metropolitans by any chance? So I was looking at your Mets. You know, the one thing that was kind of annoying today, Dave and Michael, is that we had to wait so late for these pitchers to be announced. So really, uh, a lot of these pitchers were undecided. Uh, we're still, you know, kind of a little bit concerned about the COVID situation with right. Judge and the Yankees. Could that affect some of these players that were in the All-Star game? So it's kind of a, a late evolving board today. Um, so I didn't have the Cubs uh, for you, Dave, or the uh, the Mets. For you, Dave. Okay, but I did look at Seattle. You know, I mentioned a minute ago favorites do very well, but here's the one dog play that's had a huge move in their favor: the Seattle Mariners. They're on the road at the LA Angels, and I think the advantage here is so number one: big move to the Mariners. Mariners open a lot of these books. You had the Angels like minus 165; they're all the way down to like minus 140. You've seen mm. like a 20 cent move here toward the Mariners. Uh, they would match for me: divisional dog on the road, dog high total. A lot of these matches, but also Michael uh, Chris Flexen has been very, very good this year. Uh, and I credit Josh. Towers, our colleague who uh, kind of identified Flexen as a breakout candidate this year. We look at Seattle. They also mash, le mash lefties. They're going up against Andrew Heaney today, a lefty. They're 18 and 13 against lefties. So a good move there to the Mariners if you're looking for a juicy dog. And then also uh, the Cincinnati Reds, guys. Keep an eye on the Reds. That was a really big move. That was kind of a pick -em type number. Uh, this is May uh, Tyler Maley for Cincinnati. Remember, they're chasing the brew crew there mm -hmm. in that division. Uh, in Cincinnati, they were like a pick -em. The Reds are now up to like minus 125. Something's fishy with that Reds line. Looks like some wise guy money on Cincinnati today. Yeah, yeah let's go back to Seattle. You know, Flexen, when we talk about Flexen, I mean, he's much better when he's pitching at home. I mean, it's really the tale of two, two, two games with him. When he's pitching at home for the Angels at T-Mobile Park, he's more effective. But when he goes on the road, and I mean, look, Seattle's offense is hitting just 199 in July. Think about that, 199, and their batting average is 216 collectively overall and the lowest in baseball. So I like that pick. I like flexing the pitch well at home. I like the Angels are 9-4 and four in their last 13 games before the All-Star break, and I like the fact that Seattle has no offense. You haven't mentioned anything about the Red Sox and Yankees, Josh. Oh, man. Not I, a thing. I was so disappointed last night. Michael, I know you Dave, were. I was ready at Circa to go wild here with my fire. Sox on the big screen. And, again, we got it postponed here. I would mention what was kind of surprising, move to the Yankees a little bit today. I don't know if Judge is going to be in the lineup, some of these guys with the COVID concerns. But it's Erod for Boston. I think it's Herman for the Yankees. Is another late, evolving, uh, announced starter here. But it's kind of opposite of yesterday, Michael. We had to move to the Sox today. It's moving to the Yankees. Yankees, it was kind of a pick them. They're up to, like, minus 120 almost. So, move to New York. Uh, and, Michael, one last win total I wanted to throw by you. Uh, you are one of your favorite players, one of your favorite teams, the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks uh, with Russell Wilson, their win total is 9.5, Michael. Uh, it's over minus 150. So, again, can they win double-digit games? We've seen in Wilson's career, eight of his nine seasons, they've won double-digit games. So, it's almost like set your clock to, uh, to Seattle winning 10 or more. They went 12-4 and four last year. You're getting the extra game. Also, Michael, the 12th man, you know, when you're going to have fans back in the stands here, and that's one of the best home yep. field advantages. Yes, so what do you think? You know, Dave, Michael, uh, would you look at Seattle and Wilson to win you 10 games again? I like it. I, I, you know, I'm not bullish on Seattle. Look, I don't think their defense is great. I really don't. I think the defense has struggled. Uh, you know, but I think they're changing what they do defensively. Their defensive front can't dominate the game. They need L.J. Collier to get pass rushes. They need to be able to get Dunlap, who they signed this offseason. Even Alden Smith, who they signed from the Cowboys, he's kind of an aging player, but they've got to find a way to get some pass rush. The back end of their defense, especially at linebackers, good enough. But I do think that Shane Waldron will change the offense to where Pete will feel more comfortable. There'll be balance, there'll be play action, and I think Russ will 
be under center more. I think we're going to see a trend in the National Football League this year of quarterbacks getting under center more. Hmm. I think we saw that Baker Mayfield had helped him tremendously. It helped him tremendously. Baker Mayfield wouldn't even be in the conversation for making over $30 million a year if they didn't hire Stefanski and put that offense in. And I think it'll help Russell. I think it'll tremendously help Russell, give him more loose plays, give him the opportunity to separate the defense and get the ball down the field. It just feels like the two best divisions in football this year, at least on paper, the NFC West and the AFC West, at least from a competitive balance standpoint, that division is going to be really tough to get through. But yeah, I like, I like the pick there again, over under there for Seattle at nine and a half minus 150. Josh, anything else? Uh, that's pretty much it for today, guys. You know, I think good point by you, though, Dave. You know, that's a tough division, AFC West. You know, you got to uh, go up against the Rams, the Niners, the Cardinals. Michael, real quick, and who do you like to win that division? Are you banking on Stafford with McVay? Uh, if you had to pick to win the NFC West, who do you got there? Well, I, I would pick the Rams with an asterisk. I, I love the Rams, paper Rams, but injuries are going to be a factor, and they have no depth. Yeah, that's going to be a problem for them if they get any injuries because you're right. They have no money, and it shows right now with the depth of that team or lack thereof. Uh, Josh, great having you in studio once again. Michael, always enjoy the conversation. Wes Reynolds, thank you, and Brian McFadden for joining us here on the Lombardi Line. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Thanks, gentlemen. Where are you staying? I'm staying right here. So I literally watch the shows come down, do the show, check it out, grab something At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.